Welcome back to Chronicles of Power. I'm your host, Kimi, and today we have a special guest in the building. Yeah. <laughs> we have Papi Calon in the building. <laughs> or Papi Tejada. Papi Tejada is in the building. So Mr. Berto Calon is here. Thank you. I am super excited because he came at the right time after the airing of episode two. I wish it could have been after episode three because I have a lot of theories of what's coming mm. up, yeah. right? Because there's some questions that I have, especially with the trailer that dropped a little while ago. I yes. see some clues in there of things yeah. that may be happening in future episodes to come. But Berto's here mm. and he's going to talk about all of the stuff that happens in the Powerverse, or for what the, the things that he can tell us about. Yes. And we'll learn a little bit about him too. So, but my first question for you is, I know that you're from Puerto Rico. Mm -hmm. And essentially you are the true definition of a New Yorican. And I want to know, what was your transition like moving from Puerto Rico to what part of the... So we first, I first came here to Queens, Elmhurst. Okay. Hated it. And then, uh... <laughs> okay. Yeah, I hated it. Shout out to everybody so in Elmhurst. Shout, Elmhurst. shout out to Queens. <laughs> Love the boroughs, but not so much Queens. <laughs> you know, it was just rough. Uh, I think it would have, the transition was definitely not easy. Uh, coming straight from or off the boat and then just having to adapt to life here was, you know, for, for an 11 year old, I think, you know, I think those are not fond memories. Although, Good memories, you know what I mean. Why? Not, Why wasn't it, was it fun? Just, it was just a different world for me. Mm -hmm. you know, I grew up in uh, Ponce. I grew up, you know, with my brothers going to the beach on weekends, playing basketball, different vibe, being outside. I never wore a shirt, never wore shoes, you know. And coming here, and it's the cold weather, and different smells, different food, different people. You know, ironically enough, I got jumped by Colombians like my first six months in here. I got at eleven. Oh yeah, it was fun. It was a good. It was a good. It was good. It was a good. Toughing you good up. Intro. Good oh, intro. Oh. Yeah, because you know, territorials. Just you know, we, we are at that age. You know, I, everyone's territorial and everyone's just trying to figure out who they are, who they fit in with. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm raising a fourteen or thirteen year old now, and I'm watching them trying to figure that out. So. You know, I don't, I don't cry about it. It is what it is. It was, it was a good intro, but just the, the, the adapting. You know, my father stayed behind. My mom was here. I was adapting to my new stepfather at the time, and for the first time in my life at that time, we, we were away from my father. You know, the three brothers, we, the three of us, it was just three of us. We came here, and we were away from him. And you know, fathers are important in a young, young man's life. Extremely. And, and uh, their daughter's life and too, their, and, and their daughters as well. But for especially for for a boy that age is, you know, for me, I I kind of he's my, he was my you know I I kind of I, I I knew my route by watching his steps. You know what I mean? Like I that at that point that's what I was doing and following his lead, right? So it was different, and because of that, you know, because of that, and a lot of the different other dynamics in the family, you know, stepfather mom working and my mom and him would have to leave the house almost at six o'clock in the morning and it was my job to kind of get the guys ready because mm -hmm. I had my two younger brothers mm -hmm. and we'd walk and my two younger brothers would go to PS and I would go to IS Aww. and so we were latch, you know, latchkey kids or whatever you want to mm -hmm. call it and, and so a lot of responsibility right away so for all those reasons and, and others you know um, it was tough it was a tough uh, 
assimilation assimilating and then <laughs> went back and then spent a couple of years back there with the with, with my brothers like we went back to Puerto Rico after that one year here and then I made the conscious decision to then come back because at that point I was playing I, I was a basketball player and I was at the time kind of discovering football mm -hmm. and I was very ready and I knew that I wanted to play football and I, I wanted a scholarship and I was kind of very locked in on that and uh so i knew that if i came here i'd have a better shot of going to high school so you came here for one year and then you left and went back to puerto rico did puerto you go rico back for to two years yeah oh you went back for two years and then once i once i finished the eighth grade i was like all right i'm done i had already started playing f uh, football on the island i mm -hmm. kind of got away from basketball and then i started playing football and i was like well, you know what i want to want to get a scholarship to go to college can probably do that better. I have a better shot of doing that if I go to high school in the states. Wait, so you thought that yourself, or did someone? No, that was me. All you, all me. Well, you were destined. Right? I was, I was <laughs> locked in. Like I said, you know, I, you know, growing up, I had a lot of you know challenges with my hyperactivity and kind of like my 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 lack of attentiveness and whatnot. I think a lot of kids go through that, and and I was no different. And uh, one of the ways that you get over that is by focusing on one thing you know you keep your I, I did okay in school okay but i sort of that became my focus mm. and it was good because it gives you you know it's a goal right it's a it's, it's an aim it's something to look towards and you know now looking back on it i'm like holy you know I, i'm sure i had a lot of guidance from people around me teachers and my parents have always guided me. I was about to way. say, did yeah. you? So, how, how did your dad feel they, about? They, but my mom and dad, both of them, they've always encouraged. I mean, I've been again, I've been playing organized sports since I was probably started off swimming, probably around two or three. So you're extremely competitive. Extremely, <laughs> extremely, extremely. <laughs> uh, but in a good way because it's just it's just structure and it's just like I said, an aim and goals and. You know, I I I I think that is it's, it's kind of what defined my life. You know what I mean? I, I I've always needed that, and I, and I sought that. I really was. I always wanted to have that. Do Been you... very involved in doing things my whole life. You know. Okay, so you left, came back, and you're extremely competitive, and <laughs> you have you definitely have um, the sports gene. Yeah. So whether it's gonna be swimming, basketball, football. I'm pretty sure you played other things too. Yeah, baseball, right? baseball. volleyball, all that. But but it, it brought me back here because then that my mom had my mom was working. I should my mom was working here. Mm -hmm. She was a nurse at the VA. Oh, did and, she leave and go back with you guys? Well, or she my, always mom stayed? started her career in, in Puerto Rico in San Juan at mm -hmm. the VA there, mm -hmm. in the Puerto Rico Commonwealth, and it's the same federal. Old. She was in the system in Puerto Rico, but. That did not guarantee anything for her, so she had to come here. It's and get just the, the nasty here. way that they treat Puerto Rico. But, well, but yeah, again. I mean, there, there's there we, you know, that's another, that's a whole another podcast. Yeah, but I know, but we, still. we do benefit a lot. We do benefit a in lot in some unlike, ways, unlike other countries. You know, Puerto yes. Rico enjoys a lot of benefits from from that relationship. But like every relationship, ups and downs, right? Right. Um, so my mom was. Um, my mom had already gotten into the system. She was a nurse. She studied to be a nurse. She had me at 21, and she was already nurse or a nurse. Uh, but later on, uh, I guess that was around 88, 89, uh, she had already started working at the VA in Puerto Rico, which kind of gave her sort of a, a an in, but she kind of came here and winged it, and she went to Like an most immigrant families. Yeah, no, mom is a, my mom is no joke. Mommy, mommy's no joke. Mommy is a warrior, and I think I got a lot of who I am from her. Dad as well, but I, a lot of temperamentally, I'm a lot like her. Mm -hmm. And um, 
So once she was able to get situated here, her whole plan was to kind of bring us to. And that's how it that's how it worked out. Yeah, that's how a lot of families. So for those of us who are from for those of you who are from America, mm -hmm. uh, most immigrant families, there's always one person that stays back and one person that comes to set the family up. So like, for instance, when my grandfather migrated from Jamaica to America, um, he came here for about three to four years yeah. and like everybody else stayed back he came he got a job he bought a house and by the when he bought his house that's when he brought the entire family over and then that's when everyone came it's a natural process for a lot of families like you said and it, it, it is it, take, it takes a trailblazer and usually a very special and very strong individual to kind of leave everyone behind and come here. You know? Especially to make the transition, right? Because definitely a lot of people, because you speak differently, yeah. even though you speak English, a lot of people, they don't get it. But, yeah. but besides the whole different immigrant. Culture, you know, yeah. Of course, different yeah. ways, different ways of living. And, you know, the, 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 you can speak the language, but it's not the same. You know, it's not, it's, the same. it's not the same. So, on a lighter note, <laughs> before, we're off on tangents here about heart, heart, how we came up so hard. I know it's about no, it's that's not hard. It's about grit, it's right? It's about grit. It's about Correct. grit. Yeah. So, with all of that happening, now you are successful in sports. You get the scholarship. You make it to college. So yeah. you go to Fordham University in the all Bronx. All right, he gets he gets a full ride. Got a, I think. I, for for us it was sort of yeah because it was a need based scholarship there was one double A need based scholarship but yeah okay to keep it simple. so then how do we end up here so you transition from football player uh, and academic and now you are in film yeah so I've always had this bug in me you know I think that my mom and I discussed this a while ago I, I I did plays I don't even remember the plays but they were like you know usually around Christmas you would do the whole the the, the birth of Jesus <laughs> that would be a play that we would always do in Puerto Rico mm -hmm, right and mm -hmm. you have your shepherds and Mary and Joseph <laughs> and everyone and it's like that's and I started there you know I started doing these little plays and somehow some way because you know I was such a quiet kid you know they would always hire me to do these things and I kind of liked it a lot and uh it was a it was something that was kind of lingering underneath all these uh, the sports, if you will. And when I, I got hurt in high school for the first time, I blew my knee out in high school. I still, thankfully, was able to get into college. Oh, so and, they so they recruited you injured? Yeah, yeah. Oh, so like Kyrie? I, well, my God, I, so I went out. I didn't know that about Kyrie. Yeah, really. he was injured when they recruited him from Duke. He he only wow. played what. I think he played eleven games, if that much, at wow. Duke. I mean that that. And he went out in his first a year. On a lot, on a lot How special he is! Special he is. Yeah. Uh, but for me, I had actually they moved me up to varsity in high school as a sophomore, mm -hmm. so I was able to at least show sophomore and junior films. Unfortunately, I did miss senior year, and then just rehab freshman year. I redshirted at Fordham, mm -hmm. and. Uh, you know, co college football for me wasn't that great of an experience, which is kind of like why I that dream sort of faded, mm -hmm. you know. When reality. you got there? When I got there, it was kind of like we struggled a lot. We sucked. We didn't have great teams, had great teammates, great people, great experience. But we just didn't we didn't win a lot, you know. And mm -hmm. Fordham at that time was transitioning as well or just had finished a couple of years of transitioning from D3 to D1AA. Mm -hmm. But when I got to the school, it was already a 1AA. Okay. Uh, but nonetheless, it takes it takes time for programs to develop when they come up, you know. And for us, it was no different than I mean, something like I had three different coaches in college. It was it was tumultuous. I didn't do great, 
you know, my grades were not very good in the beginning, so I, I was put on probation a couple of times, and so I, I struggled a bit. I struggled a bit. Then I re-injured my, my other knee. <laughs> Come while on. I was red-shirting. <laughs> no. So no, no shortage of challenges here. Uh, but, you know, so that kind of led me into this world a little bit more. I had a, my best friend at the time was studying directing at SUNY Purchase. Mm. I always had the bug. I had all these electives and an extra year to pretty much expand on the one major curriculum, right? I mean, I had options to now maybe double major in something. Cause okay. So what did school. you major in initially? So I majored in general science, and then I was about two or three credits, or maybe I think it was something like six credits shorts of having a double major in, like, arts and, like, video design or, mm -hmm. like... I know that Link. I never took advantage of Lincoln Center, ironically enough, and they have an amazing. Yeah, they have a campus. They have there. a campus and a, and a great program for for acting and 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 you know scripts, mm -hmm. developing that 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 route if you want it, you know, in the arts and movies and theater and whatnot. But I never did because of my attachment to Rose Hill and my curriculum with football and. But I, I, nonetheless, I took a lot of electives and I took enough, almost almost enough credits to kind of have a double major in, in, in arts and videos. Oh, okay, okay. But I did a lot. I took courses in, you know, film and script writing and video design, editing. And I sort of put, it, put enough into my curriculum in those last two years or last three semesters mm -hmm. and couple that with what my best friend was doing at SUNY Purchase. He was shooting his student films at the time he shot his senior thesis i was part of all those projects with him and at that time it just started to kind of really the, the the bug i guess really really bit me at that time and of course throughout those last semesters of me and, and at fordham I, I did participate in nyu student films as well as my own okay oh so and you made your own my, films i had my own little films my own little projects my only a in college was my film class Good. You took it seriously. I took it seriously. I did two films. My final, my senior, my senior film was Final Scene on Friday. I'll never forget it. It was just a 16 minute short and all my friends were in it. It was pretty cool. I shot it in Throg's Neck in the projects. So, yeah. He had the whole. So I was, I was, I was, I, I was kind of, I was flying with it at that time. I left college. I got a job at New York Life. I was Tried the insurance oh, world for New a little York while. Life. New York life. New York life. Oh my gosh. And uh, I thought it's I was like, going to be an insurance agent just like my dad, but yeah. that didn't pan out either. No. So wait, did you end up, how long did you work for New York life? I was there two years. I was okay. at that. So you got your New licenses, you got, got your licenses. series six, your 63. Well, I was on my way to studying for those and, you know, I connected, I left there and connected with this other company for a short while, EB mm -hmm. Direct, and they were doing the online, uh, online insurance group insurance for mm -hmm. businesses mm -hmm. and so i was trying i was trying but it just you know you're gonna fail at something that you don't love you might as well go for what you love right mm -hmm. that's kind of like uh, my, my little analysis at the time was like i'm doing all these things i don't know where i'm going why and everyone tells you you know everyone's always discouraging people from going into film like oh, i'm gonna be an actor i'm like well, why do you want to do that yeah yeah, I remember one of my friends, I won't mention his name, he's like, you know, what, are you going to act? You don't got to worry about it. You already act like an asshole. Oh, no. Right? <laughs> These no. Are, this, is my, this is my support system. This is my support system. This, this is, is why support, you need your mother and your this father. This is why you need your mom and dad and, 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 and brothers and sisters. Yeah. But, but you know, it, it's it's fine because all that stuff just, that's that's kind of like what you said before. That's, that's what builds grit and mm -hmm. that's what... 
there's no way you go into this business with with like a, a thin shell you know what i mean like no. you do not none of what we're doing here is for people that are gonna at the sight of the first the rejection yeah. or the first denial you're or, not gonna yeah run do away. you know how many no's i get the no's are halfway <laughs> to yeses you know it's like you, we, this whole mentality comes from people like us you know so yeah it's uh it's i i am i wouldn't change anything you know it, it's part of the it was part of my growth my process so that's right. fine so i'm gonna tell you uh what i know you from okay okay so i know you from when they see us mm. from ava duvernay right and i hated your guts yeah. i hate and that that is a testament to how great you did in the role yeah. because the character that you played, I couldn't believe you were the same person that I was seeing on Power. Yeah. yeah at all. Like, yeah. and and I was like, it made me not like you initially because because of you ever seen the movie? Um, it's with Kevin Bacon. It was, and I think um, Brad Pitt was in it. I think it was called Sleepers. Sleepers, yes. Yeah. So he played yeah. a prison guard in that movie, and they went, and he he tortured those little boys yes. in in the movie and it made me hate him for the rest of his career like any movie that had Kevin Bacon in it I couldn't watch it yeah. and that's how I felt about you initially Thank you. right you changed my mind I mean, <laughs> I mean obviously like you know when you're little and you're watching something because when they see us or you know when you're younger and you're watching something it's hard for you to separate that hey this is not really that person mm -hmm. but that's a testament to you and your skill as an actor right like to, that you can't even see the person outside of the role um because i know because now i feel like going forward everybody's just going to be calling you poppy right well maybe i don't know <laughs> we'll see we'll see because when i saw you i was like poppy 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 poppy, poppy, poppy and mamita, mamita. <laughs> which which is something that you know that mamita is something that is 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 very as you know it's hard to explain people have these different kind con to get into that real quick the poppy is not poppy like yeah, no, oh, I know, you no, know? I know. Like, that. I still call my father Poppy. Poppy, right, you know? yeah. And, you know, it's crazy because when we sit down and we, you know, and Latoya and I especially speak about this stuff and we're very close, we've gotten, to, you know, obviously working the last three years. So Latoya is who plays, Latoya is uh, she plays, plays Diana, Diana, Diana on the show. Right, on the show. Mm -hmm. And because it's hard, you know, sometimes the script and the writers have, you know, they, they write that stuff in. And, you know, if you don't have the... The background to understand or the or the, or the culture right to the understand, culture, to understand the linguistics and why right. we say it and why it's like that and why it's not right. outlandish for someone well, it, to it, say. It, it, it trends people make words trend in different ways and mm -hmm. i think cultures have a way of twisting words right like in this culture and the way that that is the, the, the context of that word is dad mm -hmm. simply stated it's dad mm -hmm. and no one ever i know grown men i'm in my you know i'm in my 40s and i still call my father dad Right. Not daddy, mm -hmm. but dad. Yeah. And so it's the same thing with Bobby. And then Mamita is like a, not motherly, but it's like. No, it's the little, little mommy. Baby. It's yeah, the little, like. My like, little baby. Like, it's just translation. Like, it, some people say little mama, right? Or little, little yeah. baby. It's just saying like little, little mommy. Little mommy. <laughs> little mommy. <laughs> but anyway, I, 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 uh, to get back to, to when they see us. So that was. That was really interesting because I had actually gone in and I read for like John Leguizamo's role, which is the father of the yeah, Latino. Yeah, right. Uh, I forget the name and forgive me if I botch these things up. But and then I Ava was at the reading mm -hmm. and Ava, I think they called back. 
yes. Yeah, so they called me back, and then Ava was there again, and then that's when I read the for the guard, and it was kind of like the first time that I have been given an offer after not getting a role. Mm-hmm. So it was, and ironically enough, it's happened to me three times. And an orange was the same way. I was about to say, so and Orange is the New Black was before when they see us, right? Or were they right. running at the, the same time? Right? Orange was the was the different as well. That was that was before when they see us. That okay. was sort of like the, my first real big platform. I mean, I, when we auditioned, when I auditioned for that show, Netflix wasn't even, you know, it was sort of like uh, Hammer Lily, uh, Orange is the New Black, and mm-hmm. there was a third, uh, House of Cards. Right, House of Cards. So those yeah. were the three main. Those three first shows, that yeah, the biggest shows that they had on, the, yeah, mm-hmm. and um, so yeah, that was um, very simple, crazy sides. It was this. I was told it was this dad who's coming back from jail, and he's now getting his wife and his daughters involved, and he gets them in trouble. He gets them both pinched because they deal for him. That was what. I, that was the background that was given for which show? For Orange Is the New Black. Oh. <laughs> Doesn't that sound a little similar to yeah, something else similar. that we know? Uh, well, yeah, it's okay. <laughs> you know, work is work. Work is work. Work is work. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that that was that, that was, and, and that sort of was not supposed to be more than one or two episodes, and then it grew into it twelve, grew, and grew into, into almost twelve episodes <laughs> for for Orange, mm-hmm. and then the same when they see us, I had gone in for that, and then when I, when she made that offer of that role, and and we actually like, Ava and I spoke about it because. It kind of, you know, to give you a little background, Corey, Corey out of those five kids was like the one kid. That wasn't there. Was not and even there. And came back he to the wa- park. He wasn't even in the park in yeah. the original pass. Like mm-hmm. They did yeah. one pass mm-hmm. and they did nothing in that first pass. Mm-hmm. But then in the second pass, they got blamed for something that they didn't do in the second pass. And he was brought into that. And, and Corey was... You know, he's a s- smaller man. Mm-hmm. He had grown up with a, a hearing disability. Right, he couldn't hear out of one ear. And so he had a speech impediment. Mm-hmm. And you know how it is in our cultures. You're, yeah. you're a small they don't black understand. Boy. They don't understand why he can't speak properly. They don't understand. Yeah, he was uh, never diagnosed. And he's a small black kid mm-hmm. in the community. Mm-hmm. He got picked on his whole fucking life. Mm-hmm. I mean, I had so much, like, I had so much stuff in my mind about what I felt. And then I had to play someone who actually tortures this man mm-hmm. which is why i couldn't stand you but uh, yeah <laughs> yeah it was, it was it was a real good assignment it was a real so, good assignment did you well did you know about the central park five oh, prior it to was, go and into- i was gonna i was gonna get into that part because i came from puerto rico here at that time and oh I, when it happened when it happened when trump took out the ad when not only the trump taking out the ad to be honest with you oh, kimmy that God. was something that was something that came to light later because the motherfucker went in to try to run for president yeah people have no, forgotten we, about that no we, some of no, us knew no, okay because we knew of, we knew <laughs> some of us in the communities knew okay uh, I remember, you know, being around certain people when I was growing up and they were already throwing these kids under the buses too. Yeah. And I vividly remember conversations with my mom and her trying to explain to me, you know, this is so sad. This is, and, and this is the way she put it. You mm-hmm. know, this is so sad. And my stepfather's Italian. And so there was the whole, the whole side of the family who was like ready to lynch these fucking kids. You know what I mean? No one knew details. Mm-hmm. And whether you're Italian, black, brown, it doesn't matter. People had their own, made up their minds about something that they didn't know details about. But I remember there was something about this shit that wasn't right. And it was a very powerful thing for me because we don't have that in Puerto Rico. Mm -mm. 
You know, we don't really have this. One of the reasons why it's so hard to make an adjustment when you come here, this whole thing with race, you have your social cast, ca you know, cast and systems. Mm -hmm. And but as far as race and to have this like you, it was very evident here, like territorial went past territorial and it became racial here. And that was one of the first things I noticed. And so that case, that case was big for me. Mm -hmm. And to kind of bring full, full circle and then have to be involved in a project that did And then that pretty time. much work on the other side. And work and work. <laughs> or portray, portray the other the side. Portray the other side of that. So, you know, you, you, have, it's, you have a lot of fodder. You have a lot of material to kind of, you know, build a character. And I, I was very proud of that because that was, was a one episode deal. And like I said, it, was, it started out with something that didn't go my way. And to be given the opportunity to work with Ava was just, and, and something so important was just, it's out of this world, and I and I, I I enjoyed it, but it was it was very hard. It was very hard. I was gonna ask you that, like, was it hard to like break because you know you know his backstory, and you know how it felt at the time. Was it hard for you to act out those scenes, or is it just a job? I mean, it's not just a job. I mean, things like that. As an actor, you you really. I'm going to speak for myself because there's, you know, people, all artists do their own interpretations of what they do as and how they work. But I want to be as authentic as possible. I always, I want to be as authentic as possible. And that entails me making references of my own emotions and my own life, how I feel about something mm -hmm. and attaching those to that character in order to kind of feel what, that character is doing in that time and in that space, right? So, mm -hmm. it 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 was, it was very meaningful because I had to find the way to humanize someone who, for all intents and purposes, lacks a lot of humanity, empathy. Right. Uh, those guards are not there to intimidate and destroy. They they're there to keep these men and women in line. But not to torment and you know make them, or or brutalize them. <laughs> but you know? I I, and, and I think order, they I, didn't get the memo. Though, no, they, that... they you know, but 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 what happens to someone when you make that transition and you do that? And that's what I hold in on. I remember having conversations with actor friends of mine after that came out, and they were like, "Dude, is there like a little sexual? Were you trying to get a vantage? Was you think that guy was like?" I don't know. I don't think so. Yeah, That's I was not... going to... Do you think, like, do, when you interpret a role, yeah. right, and when you're practicing or when you're reading the script, do you have... Do they give you all of the background and say, okay, well, this was what was happening, or are you able to make your own interpretation and then be able to act it out in the way that you think or maybe insinuate things that may have happened that isn't clearly stated? When, when you get to the big leagues, I think that most directors and... and script and writers and producers they want to see what you can bring to something. okay already i think that that's the difference be between you know doing smaller projects when you're coming up maybe but when you're in big leads like this they want to see the interpretation because a lot of times you'll get you'll have something manifested that it wasn't even in the writer's mind mm. they welcome stuff like that okay and at the end of the day if that interpretation is not within the context of what that story is you a know that this person can make logical decisions about character and they can work. Right. And if you have to bring them back down, you bring them back down, and you, for the most, you have to adapt because it's a, it is about the work. It is about 
the facts and what happened. And telling the story. And telling the story. So I found that to be a very, a cool kind of accident that people had ideas about that Mm -hmm. and that they didn't know. I myself thought, because we didn't really dive into that. Okay. We never really did the, the work that would portray an actual sexual encounter, if you will. Right. But could that have been... A possibility? A possibility for for what was deeper in the subconscious of this character, perhaps. Mm -hmm. Very, very, very possible. How could he have manifested it? I don't know. I don't think the story of Corey, I don't, none of that was ever brought up with Corey. And when I met him and when I met with Ava, that was never brought up. It was more along the lines of this real, just abuse and control. 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 (laughs) Just to find someone in that, in that environment where he could exercise his control, his power, his power, power. There we go. And, and and that gave him status, right? That's what gave that's what gives this correctional officer a status among his peers and among the other inmates. And so, I I thought it was an interesting take and an in, an interesting idea, but it, you know, it's not what I uh, it's not what I intended. Okay, so just shifting back to power and how. Um, when you play roles like that, right? So, like, my reaction to it is, oh, my gosh, I couldn't stand you. And, mm-hmm. I, and I thought that, like, it, I thought that this, this was you. So does how a fan or your peers or, like, viewer reactions to your roles, does that, does it affect how you act or how you portray upcoming roles? You know, I think it, I think you have to be careful of stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I, you can't. I enjoy all the reactions, the bad ones, the good ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I think that it's only a testament to how involved people get and that they're being entertained. So, but you can't as a you don't let that influence or inform what you're gonna do. You know, the story informs, the facts inform, the circumstances, the interactions. Right, like you you. Sometimes you get something, like I said before, something happens differently on set or it, through rehearsal that you uncover different things. But when you're, you're telling stories that are stories like, for example, when they see us that have, they're grounded in actual events, that's a different process. Mm-hmm. When we're portraying roles like power, there is a, a little bit of an opportunity for you to create your own, you know what I mean? And so... But to let fans and reactions from 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 fans influence or inform, I don't think so. I don't. I you know. I think that that's more a question for a writer, where they want to take their story and how they want to develop it. Especially with a show like Especially Power, right? Especially with a show like Power, mm-hmm. I'm sure that a lot of the, a lot of you know. I think that maybe if you bring a character on, makes a huge splash, is well received. Yeah, let's write this one on for another season or two. Mm-hmm. That's something that writers do. Mm-hmm. Um, as a human being, you can possibly let that influence you. I, I just don't think it's a healthy practice for 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 an artist to do that, for an actor to do that. Okay. You can you can get yourself into a lot of trouble. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like trying to fulfill expectations that that are not even your own. You should be focused on you, on you, and on what you're doing in that place and in that time. And so, and putting out the best product. But yeah, you, you, yeah, you, you know, authenticity is all about being authentic. You know. Okay, so we move from Orange is the New Black, we go to When They See Us, and then eventually we find our way to the power world. world. Okay, so I read 
that you auditioned for the original power. Mm-hmm. Now, I would like to guess some of the roles that you <laughs> that you auditioned for. So, did you audition for did you audition for Ghost? Nope. No. Okay. Did you audition for Tommy? Yeah. Really? <laughs> okay, great. Now I feel I feel a little yeah. more confident. Okay. So, I went down from Tommy's role to then there was a Cuz I can see you as a Tommy. Uh, Especially a, because they spoke Spanish. Well, yeah. I mean, that, that it's sort of like, you know, at the time, it's funny because it is what it is. Like, I think I was definitely not ready. I, I definitely probably, I would love to see that tape. Somebody probably has it, but I was probably not ready. Um, and then we gradually went to other roles in the, in the show, eventually to Cabeza. And then there was this other... Uh, 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 this other role that that I forget, but Who, it didn't work out. Did you wait? So then, the only other person that I can see you possibly doing is um, Ruiz. Ruiz, yes, I read for Ruiz. Yes. You did, yes. yeah. That's the only other thing that I was like, and okay, I think he that's, could do uh, Ruiz. That my, so Ruiz, and then there was Cabeza, and then there was uh, 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 Antonio Luis Antonio's uh, role in that show, which I forget. I forget the names, but it was like th- two or three after Tommy had been just in Pan Am. Okay, well, so then, were you a fan of the original Power? I was, I was, I watched it. Yeah, I watched it. I mean, I remember it was, it was, a, it was. A, my agent at the time was like, "Oh my God, I don't know where that show is gonna go. I'm not, you know, you keep." Uh, a lot of people were like that. Yeah, they, they, they were until they, they season all, three came. Yeah, until <laughs> season three, and or or till they see something go for seven seasons, it's like, what do you? Who? Why? Are you, work is work. Like, what do you? What? No longer my agent. Um, <laughs> there we go. So. So it's just a process, you know. This is a process, and when when some, I think that I heard Monique on the crew has it the other day mm-hmm. uh, say something that's so true. It's like I think because I, I Monique think, is I, who know, plays Blanca, guys. Because yeah, she actually read for 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 Angela's role. Yeah. She and, and I heard her say something really that kind of stuck with me. I was like, you know, when you're ready for a role, it's yours. The role that's right for you will come to you. There you go. It's a good way to kind of look at this stuff because. There's a lot of things that you, there's a lot of stuff that you're going to read for that you're not going to be right for, for many different reasons. But when it's right for you, it's right. And 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 ironically enough, in this situation, I had gone in to read for, I think, a guard or one other, some other role, and then went home, and it was the first real, real time, second second time, but the first time that it was a straight to offer where I didn't have to go back. Nice. Yeah. So, so I, wait. I had gone in and read for a role, uh-huh. left the room. I got several phone calls after that. They love you. They love you. Love you. This. And by the end of that day, they were asking me if I would consider the role of the husband of Mary J. Blige. Did, wait. So did they tell you that it was gonna be Mary J. Yeah, Blige? I, oh my god! Immediately. Gosh. It's like there's another role. Here's what's happening, and you're in jail. Which a lot of, you know, because I had already played two roles <laughs> that were similar. They were like, but then they were like, oh, and Mary J. is going to be. Your wife and I was like, oh, oh shit. shoot, yeah. yeah <laughs> How do you up. keep your composure yeah, in scenes yeah. with her? Because oh, I, I gotta be honest, especially because she's always yelling at y'all. <laughs> <laughs> so. The dynamics are very, it's very tough, and I, for for that reason, it's like you have to get over that whole, you know, celebrity and the, you know, she's she is an icon, no doubt about it. I mean, I grew up with her music. There was many nights where she was, the, you know, the back music to many activities in college. <laughs> she was your soundtrack. She was my soundtrack. And and the woman has always been so, you know, like her music and her passion. And 
and who she is, like her voice. Yeah, she's omnipresent. She's always around. So the sooner the better I got over that because the stuff that we have to do together, basically I have to put it in my head that we're equals Mm -hmm. in that moment. Okay. And then you know what? We are. When we're acting, when we're working, we're all on the same boat. And it's 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 very. I have to get rid of all that. I have to get rid of all that stuff really quickly. But it's a. It's, it's she's perfect. She's perfect. It's great working with her. Um, the dynamic of what we have going on has always been very tumultuous. And and I and she does a great job. And I think that I, you know, we both we both can dish dish it out and and take it. You know, it's a, it's a it's a it's like pretty much like a normal relation, a normal tumultuous relationship. But that that uh, a man and a woman can have. <laughs> but it's just that your woman is Mary J. Blige. Oh, yeah. Or Monet. 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 I got, Monet. Like, Monet. even when I record my recaps, I have to stop myself from calling her Mary. And Mary said, yeah, but I always yeah, got to yeah. be like, no, 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 she's not Mary. <laughs> she's Monet. Monet. But I do want to talk about your character, right? Yeah. And you did make mention that, you know, you have played other characters like this. And if, if we all... Um, take a deeper dive we can see that there are other characters within the power universe where this happens and i just want to say like your character's drug dealing career trajectory is similar to kanan right Mm. and from the original power yeah and also like diamond from force Mm. in that you were incarcerated you came home and you try to reclaim your spot within your own organization, right? <clears throat> so it's you, it's Kanan, it's Diamond, right? And you all have this same thing in common. Do you feel that your character, Lorenzo, will ever be able to shift the power pendulum from where it's at now? Because it's like Monet has most of the power, mm-hmm. right? Back to himself? Well, I mean, he's certainly going to try and he's not going to ask for it. It's, okay. his, it's his to claim. The, the 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 process for me for 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 Lorenzo is that it's not about asking permission it's you know apologize later if you need to yeah you know what I mean how has that been working out with it's, Monet well you know <laughs> it, it doesn't work out well but you know so so we're playing a little bit of game here we're playing a game here right we're, we're writers I believe and they're all amazing by the way and mm-hmm. on this role on this on this in this world right they've created the dynamics of that that conflict will always exist ultimately the decision is made to whoever gets to go on Mm -hmm. whoever gets to keep the control that's that's a creative decision but in the present time or in the in this situational Mm -hmm. uh moment in the story of what we're doing it's 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 not it's he's not going to ask for permission it's his he put all those people there yeah but then you left for 10 years then he left but but to him it doesn't matter because he's the one that started all of them there and he has in his mind controlled it even though he was away for 10 years they were still doing their own thing on the outside they were creating and they were evolving those characters were evolving like you know and evolving without him without him Mm -hmm. but he's not there Right. And in his mind, he's influencing them, even though those characters themselves are forging their own ideas about who they are and what they're doing. They don't necessarily reveal everything back to him, right? It's what we do. It's what we all do. Mm-hmm. You know, perception versus reality. Right. right? Episode one. Episode one. <laughs> and, um, and so 
I mean, it's just it's just so well connected, like all these little through lines and arcs and it's all very interesting because at the end of the day it's just a it's just a depiction of these conditions that these people have to deal with and and it's all very you know you, I mean you're bringing this out about Canaan and 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 Diamond and that, that I it's very interesting Did right? you even realize that you I, all I, had I, like the I, same I, story I thought about Canaan before <laughs> right mm-hmm. obviously because the story of he, he came out of jail as well but like it's it's really much more connected than I thought, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's it's within the same universe. Um, so to, to, it's well put together. And when you're an actor portraying that, even though you know the whole story, it, I sometimes have to be careful not to like stray away from making sure that I stay as authentic as possible creating this one character because mm-hmm. his reality is not my, like he doesn't know what I know about the story. He only knows what he knows in his world. Right. And so, so... So then to that end, how would you describe the power dynamic between Lorenzo and Monet now that he's out? Because before, like, we can say that there is a whole patriarchal system, mm-hmm. right? Whereas we believe that Poppy is the head, yeah. right? And he is going to send out all of the directions to everybody else. And because he's incarcerated, he believes that, okay, yeah. I'm going to give the directions and they're going to follow through. But then when he gets out, he realizes that they haven't really been following through. And that especially like with some of the actions that you did, like for instance, with having Kane beat up by the guards yeah. and uh, giving Monet explicit directions of things to yeah. do but then she ends up sleeping with Ramirez and you don't know yeah, about this yeah. so how would you now describe the character's power dynamic like how is it who has the power now do I, you feel that Lorenzo has the power now that he's out well I mean that, again perception he feels he does he does he feels he, he feels does. he does but he has to know and and in that in that dynamic he will you know Father always told me, you know, human beings communicate for two reasons and two reasons only to make an emotional deposit or or an emotional withdrawal. Mm. There's no reason for any human being to communicate with another human being for any other reason. And so he's trying to exert what he thinks is right for him and what he knows he wants to do. How is it being received? <laughs> She doesn't care what you say. Yeah, she doesn't. She doesn't. And so it is, it, 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 we, I mean, the relationship is definitely strained. The relationship is adversarial mostly. Um, the tie, the tie, what keeps them together is, I guess, the marriage, the, the bond of that initial commitment, right? But in this world, what we have left in, in, in this present time in the story is, Two people that are in constant struggle with one another to gain control of the family. Mm-hmm. You know, the only reason that we cannot kill each other is because we're husband and wife and we're parents to these kids. Mm-hmm. Because to have this, to have in in this world, to have this much conflict, to have an adversarial force like that, for it would that in order for that one character to survive, you would have to eliminate that other person out of the way and in our in our in our dynamic we're a family we can't do that so we have to work through that we have to work through those problems (laughs) which is what humanizes this relationship and then not only that we have three kids together and we are all speaking of kids and then we're trying to 
as a father in my own life, it's a constant struggle to try to influence these kids to do the right thing, to kind of go down the path, the right path. And, and it's, it's, it's a constant, how do I influence? How do they, how do they make that withdrawal? They take from, how do I make enough of a deposit in them that they can go out and do what I'm asking them to do, what they should be doing, what's best for them, yada, yada, yada. So, you know, we're all criminals. <laughs> <laughs> to say the least. We're all criminals. But the dynamic of the family is 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 very normal, right? It's very it's very it's very honest. It's very authentic, very real. I'm glad you said that because <laughs> me too. It is it is, it is very it is very authentic. And one of the things that you mentioned, especially about um, having children, mm. is something that I've realized, or that is apparent within the story, is. Um, that there is favoritism amongst the children. Mm -hmm. And do you think that, first of all, do you think that all parents have a favorite child? I've had the conversation with my wife. Mm -hmm. uh, she says that in her family growing up, they did. <laughs> okay. I will be honest with you. Uh huh. Not in mine. Okay, good. That's not how I feel. I don't have I, a favorite child. No. I don't have a favorite child. That, what, there, there's a movie with... Uh, I'm not gonna get into movies, but there there is a movie with uh, uh, I forget. I'm not shouldn't get into it if I don't remember it correctly. Okay, already. I always imagine, like, what, what, if you had to pick, like, how 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 would you go about doing that? You right, which I mean? is why I want to ask, like, why does Lorenzo? I don't know if they gave you background on this, so maybe you may know. But why does Lorenzo want to groom Drew and not Kane? I think that. So that's a great question, Kimmy. Thank you for that. So I had extensive conversations about this with Courtney. Okay. And you know how they say, like, when you see so much of yourself in your child, mm -hmm. you also know frailties and you also know their weaknesses. Okay. And in this particular, to keep it short and simple, the one person with the better head is Drew because Cain is too much like Lorenzo in the sense that it's all force and brunt. Like I remember the, do you remember Cain's coming out scene in the first, in yes. the first season? Yes. Where he rolled up in the store, broke glass, shot up and, <laughs> and just like, he, he's a wild man. <clears throat> he came he's, through like he, a hurricane. He came through, his name is Hurricane. <laughs> Okay. Mm -hmm. I'm enamored by that idea. Okay. I love that. Okay. I love brawn. I love strength, aggressive. I love full force ahead, bull in a china shop. I love that. But to run the business and for longevity of the business, Lorenzo doesn't, Lorenzo does not think that. I think I, Lorenzo, in fact, Lorenzo sees Kane surviving in that mode of high speed, brute force constantly having to have a force against him so that he can exert himself. Mm -hmm. That's how he sees Kane. But boy. But <laughs> Drew has not only that, but Drew also possesses a little bit more mind control. And I took it a step further where for me, his sexual preference mm -hmm. creates 
a much more complex and highly developed like mental ability kind of person. And, and as a father, mm-hmm. looking at a son like that, who's had to survive not only that world, but also survive despite the fact that, you know, you're kind of in the closet a little bit about this and you can't tell people, but he, Lorenzo knows. So I was going to ask, so Lorenzo does know, right? He knows that. He uh... does know. He does know. He doesn't, It, you know, I guess in typical or untypical fashion, it's not something that he's going to totally bring out to the open, but he does know. And that's his son. It doesn't matter. That's his son. To him, it really doesn't matter. Lorenzo is handling that aspect of his, of his, uh, you know, that that portion of him is something that he keeps really guarded and close to his vest. But nonetheless, that makes that's why Drew is the better choice. Diana needs to go to school and get out of this. You know, Diana should go to school, get out of this situation, and make the money, infiltrate the white collar world, white collar world, and blue collar world, whatever the legal world, mm-hmm. and let her develop her roots in there in his mind right let her develop them that way the female the, the... but drew is the one that can kind of carry the torch after 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 lorenzo's gone and that's how that's that's the dynamic that he has in his mind that's kind of like the way he he sees it so one of the character analysis that i did on uh, last week's podcast because i went over episodes one and two is um it's about kane where i say to make it short and sweet we know Kane as the hothead, but recently his character has developed to not be that, right? And the reason why I actually know, well, why are you grooming Drew and not Kane? Or why is Lorenzo grooming Drew and not Kane? You say, because Lorenzo sees himself in Kane, but Mecca had a different approach, right? Mm-hmm. Because Mecca is coming from the outside and he's teaching Kane to be more poised, to think about his decisions, to 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 make sure that he is able to see the game from far up ahead. So pretty much Kane has to work as though he's a drone right now, right? Mm-hmm. And to make sure he can see the entire playing field. And this way, this is why Kane is not just a hothead now. Now he has some background information and now he's using his head and he's not just going in, guns blazing, shooting out the cameras. It's like, okay, well, I'm going to torture these people, but I'm going to make sure that I get the right information out of them Mm -hmm. and that I'm making the right informed decision, Mm -hmm. right? So one of the things that I liked about how they made the story progress and how he finds out that Lorenzo kills Zeke is that he says, um, okay, they saw the bald head with the big collar. That's number one. They saw the busted taillight. That's two. But then he saw your reaction to when he says, oh, he'll say anything. Right. And that's what, so it's the, the, the totality of the circumstance, yeah. right? It's not just one thing. It's not just two things. But it's all three yeah. combined that makes him say, okay, I know you did it. And then now, now that he comes to you and says, okay, I'm not the hothead anymore. Like he's pretty much telling you, you should have picked me all along or tried to groom me in this way so that not don't just see yourself in me, but try to make me see things other ways. But maybe because you're so blinded by how much he is like you that you can't even direct him another way. Right. Exactly. I think that as parents, you know, as human beings, we 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 tend to make that mistake. And and the story is beautiful because of that, because all those dynamics are there. Like here comes someone else. An ex-lover, no less, mm. of the, the wife. Of your wife. Of the wife, <laughs> who is sort of grooming 
as you put it, my child in the way that I should have probably paid attention to. And look, but you couldn't because you weren't there. Well, I wasn't there, and and you know he he wasn't there. He wasn't present, and also there's the conflict, and there is the, you know, there is the there is the. That's what we have to get over. That's what we have to get over. We have to get over. That's the conflict. That's the obstacle that we have to get over in that situation. And it's good. It's good that it's it's good that it was written that way. And it's very clear how you know. Hey, you know, we 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 try our best. You know, a, a father could only do. They, you know, as a father, I think he did his best and, you know, he made up his mind. I think that you're going to see some developments and I think you're going to see maybe Lorenzo regret some of the decisions he's made. Mm -hmm. Especially about having him beat up. Uh, especially <laughs> about the way he went about some stuff like that. Yeah, especially about having him beat up. But, but you know, maybe, uh, maybe final, like, I think coming to a conclusion about what Kane is capable of too soon. Right. Or mm -hmm. not giving the opportunity of Kane to develop into something else, because it's very evident that he's hungry. He wants it. It's really it's, re it, it, you know, usually you will you reward the per the person that's giving you it, that's showing you the most, uh, you know, uh, don't forget he tried to kill you. Them, yeah. Well, I mean, that part, <laughs> that part, too. But, you know, it's I think maybe I think Lorenzo forgave. Uh, his son in that in that aspect because I you know he didn't he didn't first of all he didn't go through with it what are you gonna do like well you didn't go through with it what am I gonna kill him now I just found out like, mm -hmm. that's not the way you handle that does Lorenzo know that it was Monet who put the battery in his back to do that does he because I can't remember if the character has figured that out yet no I think I think that in this I, I think that that's that's the first that's not I think that because of the hot-headedness and the influence that he allowed this you know uh mecca to have over him i think that that well let's just put it clearly i made the choice that lorenzo defaulted to the idea that it was a plan that this that this adversary guy. of mine mm -hmm. put into you know he, he infiltrated my family and put that idea into one of my kids that's 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 the idea behind how he's playing that honestly like that's what he thinks mm -hmm. that's what he thinks it's he and because of that, you know, finding out the truth was sour and it's nasty. But again, how would you retaliate? Well, I'm going to make his life a living hell. I'm going to probably try to make him do every, you know, this. Everyone's reacting so terribly. Like, <laughs> people, fans are so upset that I'm just sending that, that, that Lorenzo is sending Kane on these, like, you know, on these dry, dry runs or like this, this yeah. he, there's nothing for him to find, but it's just a way <laughs> for it's him. Just you. It's just a way to get even, man. Like the guy tried to kill me. And so he's got to learn. <laughs> but now he, I mean, now he learned the truth and now he owns what a crazy, you. Yeah. What a crazy, like after all that, after all those terrible setups and after all that, it's, it's a deviant decision, right? It's a really nasty decision for Lorenzo to set his son up. Cause I mean, he could have gotten killed, you know? Yeah. Like, I mean, maybe in the back of his mind, he didn't think of it. If it was an accident, then great. I mean, he wants Drew and he wants Drew and to, to, to take over anyway, who knows? Writers kind of leave all that stuff for interpretation. But for me, um, what a crazy situation to then have him be the one who finds out. That, that finds out that it's you. 
of all the people to find out. The biggest argument in, in, in Lorenzo's situation is this this terrible, terrible mistake, which he made in the heat of a moment as well, right? Mm-hmm. He just fueled with anger, fueled with jealousy, fueled with rage. Unbeknownst to him, he ended up killing one of one of his wife's kids. <laughs> so do you think that... So I, I think that Cain suffers from middle child syndrome without even knowing that he was the middle child Mm. so he he's the eldest boy right but he's always looking for a way to appease both his dad and his mom so he doesn't necessarily act like the oldest child as because like remember earlier you say i was the oldest so i pretty much turned into a parental figure too yeah and he doesn't do that even though he's more mature than um diana and drew but he operates as as a middle child in Mm. that he's always looking for hey mommy i did this dad look i did this i did it the best why aren't you giving me praise for it and he didn't even realize that he was the middle child until he was sitting at the dinner table (laughs) with you guys right so and he it's it's so crazy how people talk about the middle child syndrome and he was still doing it even though he does he doesn't really know i mean it's crazy these writers (laughs) they know what they're doing right they know what they're doing this is really such an interesting aspect i mean all these all these little uh all this, the fabric of this story, right? All, all these little nooks and crannies that you find and details that you find in these people's characters are, are, are pretty amazing. I mean, look, it's it's like you describe it. It's very possible. It's okay. very possible. So I do have uh, like a little game that we can play okay. because I know that you you were a fan of the original Power. Mm-hmm. And uh, you you know what's going on throughout the rest of them, right? So we'll do like a little character showdown, right? Oh, so boy. you ever heard of verses? <laughs> I don't know. Well, we'll we'll go. Yeah, I, I... you know, like the music verses that we used to do during the pandemic. So we had like Beanie Man and um, who did Beanie Man? Beanie Man and Bounty Killer. Then okay. there was the Locks and uh, and Dipset. So, but whatever the case is, we're gonna pick who would be victorious. Oh. If we put those two characters together. Okay. So your son Kane, who plays uh so your son Kane versus young the younger version of Kanan. Do you watch Raising Kanan? Yeah. Okay, of so who would win in a showdown between those two? Whether it's wit or brawn, who would win? Oh man, that's a good one. I, I have to default to Kane because again, I think Kane's character is a in in the, in this power world, mm-hmm. he is he derives from Kanan, Ghost, Renzo. Like there's a lot of real influences in the writing, okay, and story influences in the in the aspects of <clears throat> in the behavioral aspects of all those characters. Okay, so underlining it, and then on the on the on the surface, uh, I think that Kane is kind of like a, a comes from all the evolution of those of the all those other characters so he should be better okay so next one zeke <laughs> <laughs> your your stepson slash nephew uh, stepson slash <laughs> Step, nephew stepson nephew versus uh jabari reynolds he was the professor oh god <laughs> Do you... <laughs> oh my goodness um zeke a lot of zeke is somebody that strikes me as a lot of uh, untapped, <laughs> untapped physical potential. I mean, he's a physical prowess. I mean, I think Zeke wins that one. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Tamika, who is the attorney, versus Blanca. Oh, Blanca. Blanca. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Diana versus Effie. 
Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> it's your daughter now. Oh my God. Oh but but it's a good one because those two are very they're fierce. They're both so, so fierce. Mm-hmm. Um God, I, I default I default on that one. I I don't think I could have a I think those two will uh knock each other out. Okay. Like Rocky and <laughs> And Apollo, right? Like at the same time. At the same time? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All righty. I'll give you an easy one then. Brayden versus Trace. So oh, Trace. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. Here's a better one for you. Jukebox, the younger version of Jukebox versus Effie. Holy. <laughs> That's a good one, right? I think so myself. <laughs> you're 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 definitely on top of your power universe game. You need to develop the stuff and put it in a card to put it in a card table game. table game or card don't, game. Or okay, something. we're gonna cut that part out, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't let them. Don't give them the, the secrets. I think Effie takes that one. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Monet versus Tasha. Monet. Okay. Lobos versus Noma. He was crazy. He's a different level of crazy. Um, but we don't know a lot about Noma yet. So I I don't know if I he knows more about Noma than we do. But yeah. from from what I know now, uh I don't know. The machete was a lot. The machete is crazy. The machete the, the is crazy. Happy, the, the cutting of the hands is, is thirty seconds in. Thirty seconds in the show. Yeah. That, um, that was a lot. <laughs> you know, but Lobos again, I, I mean Based on information alone, alone, Lobos was, Lobos was. He he was crazy. He was um, crazy. He okay, was crazy. and I then take we'll, Lobos in that one. All right, so I have two more for you. So okay. Renzo versus Ghosts. There are theories floating out in the world that these two met each other in jail. Yeah, I I've that. heard that one, but it doesn't. I would love to. I actually I let that float in my head, and I think it's something that that's good. It's good. It's good I material. Think, I think it is good material, yeah. but I don't know if we're gonna see it happen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but who well, wins? Um, God, I mean, Ghost is just such a. Ghost has, Ghost has a, an edge on Renzo. Okay. You know? Uh, okay, so then Renzo versus Kanan. Mm. Adult Kanan. Adult Kanan who made it out of a burning building <laughs> with locked doors. Come on, power. Yeah, come on, power. <laughs> come on, power. Oh, man. Well, you know, I have to say that that one's probably one of those. Um, he was real cold. I think, I think now, I think Renzo has softened up a bit. Yeah, especially with all these kids. I think Renzo softened up with the birth of with the birth of uh, of Diana. So I would give that one to Kanan because Kanan is just cold blooded. I mean, he, he killed his son. Yeah, and you could Renzo could never do that. Son. son, yeah, but he killed his son because of the influence that he believed that Ghost had on his son. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was he felt betrayed, right? Yeah, like, he I'm, felt betrayed. But, but, yeah, no, I'm just that alone. Yeah, Kanan, Kanan, Kanan. Sweep yeah. the floor with Renzo. <laughs> okay. He's so, mean. He is very mean. Oh. <sighs> and we can probably thank his mother for that. Oh. But <laughs> Yes, yes. 
But after your infamous dinner table scene, right? Yeah. Uh, this is a question that I ask all of the power people who come by, whether they're in uh, power, BMF, oh, if they're just on stars, mm-hmm. right? And especially after the scene that you guys had with Zeke and the birth certificate and Diana. You know, I did have, before I ask this question, I mm-hmm. did have a question about Diana. How do you feel about uh, Diana feeling like she's on her own? in college right now because she she made a reference saying that okay they're paying for me to go but i don't have money for books i'm pretty much here solo flying so solo i think it's very accurate portrayal of what a smart young person needs to do at that point in their lives i i remember in my own personal life that's kind of like how i felt me too (laughs) And, and there's a need to there's a need there's a need to kind of separate ourselves right like yes we're grateful and if you have a circumstance where your parents were able to take care of your college in my case i had a scholarship but i still needed a little you know some money mm-hmm. right so i was still getting you know i was i was still getting a lot of support from mom and dad but in my mind i it was i was forging my own path and i i liked i like that she I like that Diana is kind of like on her own path and make, making the decisions and that she wants to kind of separate herself. Okay. Yeah. All righty. Well, when she didn't, when she, the first uh, scene of her separating herself is when she dropped the bomb at the dinner table. Mm-hmm. And my question to you is if you had to pick three characters or three people from the Powerverse, it doesn't have to be just from Ghosts or just from the original iteration of mm-hmm. power, but anyone within the power verse, if you could have three people to have dinner with, who would you choose and why? Oh, okay. So, um, Tommy Flanagan's character on force. Hmm. That is a first. Okay. Him. Why? Fierce. Um, wait, are you meeting with him as Lorenzo? Or are you or meeting Renzo, with him as, as Berto Colon? Okay. As Berto Colon. There isn't, I think there's so many people I would be, it would be, it would not be fair for me to sit here and pick because I would love to have dinner with so many, so okay. many. These these actors in real life are all very, very gifted and I've learned a lot from many. And I just, in particular, you know, uh, Woody, LaToya and, and, uh, and, and Lavelle. Uh, Lavelle, so much, right? But, uh. And even and, and even Mary, mm-hmm. um, but I think character character wise and in the world and who these these characters are, I think Tommy's Tommy's uh, Tommy's um, adversary and, and force Tommy Flanagan's Tommy Flanagan's character, which I forget the name. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, Victor. <laughs> yes. Yes. He's is dark. It's I love that. I love the portrayal. Um, it would have been really, really cool to have Mecca. Oh, really? Yes. <laughs> At the dinner table? Yes. Wait, so, no. That would have been that would have been interesting. Y'all would have flipped the whole table over. But I don't even thing. see the dinner coming out. Well, at this here's point. the thing. It's before before finding out that he was okay. an ex lover. Okay, okay, okay. Because I think right. one of the one of the really cool things, the one time I got to the one time Mecca and and, and Renzo were sharing the screen and then of course working with Daniel was that we both sort of felt like there was a a symbiotic an energy between these guys Mm -hmm. clearly she has a type 
clearly. Right. <laughs> uh, but there was something, you know, there was there was like that there was mutual respect. Okay. You know, so I think prior to the news of him finding out that that was the daddy, that would have been a good, that would have been a good, that would have, that would have been a good person to have at the dinner table. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, one more, yeah, yeah. And I mean, hmm, probably. Who's gonna keep the conversation going? Who's gonna keep the conversation going? Is right. Let's see. Well, I think. I think. I think Ghost or Tasha would have been. I think Tasha would have been an interesting person at the to have at the dinner table. Yeah, yeah. Why? All very different. Yes. Just because you know you would first of all you would need sort of like to soften up you know the 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 the, the air and they're all methodical in their own little way and they're all survivors in their own little way mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you know it was between her in my mind it was between her and Ghost, but Tasha would be interesting because you know. She would bring something different. She would bring. She's cunning as well. And I remember through his, you know, those last three seasons of, of Powers. He, and even in the first season of Ghost, like she was just very cunning, very, very strong, mm-hmm. very strong character to kind of be around. Okay, so on that note, on that I want to say. Thank you so much for coming. Yeah, thank you. It's been a blast talking to you. I learned so much. Thank you. Yes, it's been great to be here. Yeah. Um, but there is uh I do want to ask you, do you have anything coming out yeah. that we should be keeping an eye out for <clears throat> in the future? Yeah. So right now, currently I've been very lucky. I've been cast as uh uh I'm doing a, a, my I've been casting a role in the new penguin. Woo! series on hbo max consistent money coming yeah, in yes keeping it going, <laughs> keeping and, then, it going. And, and, and then keeping options open i'm looking to produce and i'm looking to uh two separate other projects one is an animated project and the other one is a scripted project that i'm looking to produce uh we're in the works uh mm-hmm. for that uh so yeah there, there's there's things on the plate but very excited to be part of this dc world finally i think it's an actor's dream oh my goodness to yes. to to <laughs> to have an opportunity to play in in the dc or the marvel world mm-hmm. in any way shape or form yeah look at you going from universe first you go from the drug dealer universe to the yeah. dc universe yeah very lucky Woo! very lucky and you know i it, it, it's it's uh it's it's great, you know. I think that this 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 last Batman movie was very different for many reasons for me. Very dark. There, there was a very there was a there was a sad darkness, but also a a tragic kind of like feel to this character. But Batman's story was always tragic. Well, I think that through the years, if I'm I'm not trying to be a critic, I mean, I think all the Batmans, and of course, Christian Bale's Batman is my favorite, but I think right. all the Batmans bring something different to the table, and. Um, there was something more tragic about this one. Mm-hmm. You know, he's not this, it just didn't come off like this affluent, rich guy who's got all the answers. You know right. what I mean? It's just yeah. out there fighting crime. There was, there was some real tragedy and some real, there was some real darkness about, about, about the way that he played this one. And, and, um, and so for that reason, and you know, the role and then, and then the spinoffs, rightfully so, like Colin, Colin's penguin on that movie is, he, first Insane. of all, a lot of people didn't even know. It was him. Right? I mean, he is in a full... And then now to be working with that guy, <laughs> it's like, holy. Um, and he, I mean, w- what a force, right? And, mm-hmm. and Chris Milati, who's all playing Sophia, was one of the main characters as well. Um, I play one of her, I play a close confidant of the Falcone family. That's who my, that's what my role is. And oh. so, you know, uh, Sophia's character is my character's... Um, 
person who he has to kind of guard and protect. Okay. So she's sort of a father. Uh, uh, it's sort of a, it's almost like a father daughter type of situation. Okay. Almost. Almost. So very right. interesting. Very, very, very interesting. So we'll be looking out for that on yes, HBO yes. Max. HBO Max coming yes. soon. Our, our Papi Tejada is going to the DC Universe. Yes. <laughs> we don't. Yes. I, something tells me that doesn't bode well for Lorenzo. Well, you know, it doesn't doesn't it doesn't mean anything. <laughs> I will mean. say it doesn't mean anything. Uh, seasons develop and. Uh, so why does both, Kane both, have both? on your chain? Well, when? Oh, when? When was that? He has when did a, you see that? Kane has on your chain in the trailer. I was going to bring this up earlier, but he that's has... A really good. See, I, if that's in the trailer, then it's already out there. Well... Yes, it's already I out think, there. I think <laughs> somehow, some way, the chain might have fallen off. Oh. And Kane might have gotten control of it somehow. I yeah, know. I have a theory. I know you can't answer, and What's I don't. Your theory? And I don't I'm interested want, in your theory. And I don't want you to answer. Well, the trailer's already out. The trailer's already out. So... Here's what I'm thinking. We open up the season with Zeke's memorial, Mm -hmm. right? And they tell us that it's three months after the events of last season. Mm -hmm. So if it's three months later and they're having a memorial, they've already had a funeral. But we also see a coffin in the trailer so who's in the coffin? It has to be someone that they're really close to because Mary is dressed in black or Mon- Mary J. Blige, who plays Monet, is dressed in black. We see Drew. We see all of them dressed in black. But then I also noticed that your chain was on Kane. So I was like, is Poppy in the coffin? <laughs> Maybe he's in jail again. I don't know. He ain't in jail again. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for watching and listening yeah (laughs) no i appreciate it i mean look the the stories are out there the the trailers are what they are i think they're designed to mislead mislead and to make people think certain things so just remember that okay i'll I'll keep that in mind i'll keep watching okay everybody thank you thank you so much thank you (laughs) appreciate you